Chelsea Disgrace Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Chelsea Grace. And um, okay, so after 45 episodes of this podcast, I feel like it's my duty as a friend to share with you guys any new sexual encounters that I may have had. Um, like, I would feel like I'm keeping some sort of secret from all y'all. And if I were to like just sit here for 20 to 30 minutes, talking about anything else other than my latest hookup it would be like sitting through like a lunch with your best friend and she has like a glob of mayonnaise on her cheek but you decide not to tell her like it's wrong and it's rude and now your friend is going to be walking around for potentially like the whole day looking like she just gave like the messiest blowjob to some guy with like really bad aim like maybe a guy with like vertigo or something or like a guy with an eye patch so that's why I got to share with you because I don't want any of you sleeping with a man in an eye patch it's dangerous mysterious but but dangerous um so to avoid um any uh, mayonnaise on the face situations I now uh, share with you the story of my latest uh, hookup. Uh, so it was a, uh, a Saturday night like any other. Um, I was in my uh, highly sexual and very eroticness causing flannel PJ pants and a take, uh, tank top that's meant to be worn like under another shirt because it sort of puts like a layer between your outer shirt and your like fat gut makes it look more smooth but um, this shirt should never be worn by itself for human eyes to see because it looks like there's two funnel cakes under your shirt but it's actually just your like cellulite infested fat rolls so yeah I was wearing that and um, decided to spend my night uh, washing my shoes it's pretty pretty wild and crazy so um i figured it would be good to uh get out all the rib sauce stains all over them which um i have no idea how they even got there it's so weird um also um so weird that these uh, rib stains took the form of my exact fingerprints so i don't know but um yeah my bed was uh covered in uh rib stains because you know Whatever, I'm a single slob who eats meaty, succulent beef ribs in bed. And you're like, you know what? Like, I would rather wake up next to a pile of bare rib bones picked apart and stuck dry by my fabulous self than next to like a shitty boyfriend whose skid marky underwear are laying on my floor. So I'm fine. I'll be fine. So um, 11.30 p.m. rolls around and things got uh, really exciting because uh, my duvet cover was done drying. So I was quite excited to get the duvet back inside of it so I can lay in my bed and eat gummy worms while I watch porn and masturbate. But let me fucking tell you guys something. The hardest thing in the entire world... Of all the things that are hard on this planet, 
the hardest of the hard things is putting a fucking duvet back in its cover by yourself. Like, unless you have a partner or a friend helping you, then you need, like, ten-foot arms to manhandle this, like, fucking beast. Like, I might actually put an ad on Craigslist or whatever looking for a friend to help me, like, put my duvet back together. But I'll make it clear to them that that, that's as far as our relationship goes. Like, no dates, no hangouts, just strictly duvet assistance. Like... If I'm having a sleep where, like, I'm really tossing and turning and I was up till, like, 3 in the morning only to discover my duvet is not properly lined up with its cover, like, I want to know that I can call this person at 3 a.m. and they'll be over in, like, an hour to help me put it back together. Like, these are the things you need to think about when you're a single woman no longer living with your mom. So... There I am, like, sweating like a whore in church or, like, me on a thigh master or something, trying desperately to get this fucker back inside of its sack. And after ten minutes of struggling, the duvet was still just, like, inside the cover in a giant ball just right in the center. It felt like a testicle. And uh, if you know me, I'm afraid of testicles. Like, even saying the word testicles makes me a little uncomfortable. So, like, I don't want to feel like I'm sleeping under a giant testicle although it'd probably be really warm i just really don't want to sleep under one so um i take a break and i give myself a bit of a pep talk and i'm like charles like you're rocking this being single and independent thing like you cleaned a toilet yesterday you took the fucking garbage out and you even made a chicken like it's actually one of those like pre-cooked rotisserie chickens from the grocery store it kind of smells like baby poo but like I still chopped it up into daily portions, which is, like, super adult-like, right? So, like, I was like, this is just another test for you to prove to yourself how, like, fucking badass you are. And, like, the quicker you put your bedsheets on, like, the faster you can get to masturbating until you feel nothing, both physically and emotionally, until you fall asleep. Like, just use your strengths, girl. Just use your strengths. So, I thought about it. I'm like, well, what are my strengths? And I'm like, well, blowjobs. But I couldn't see how that could really translate into my current situation. Um, and then I thought, well, using humor to a- avoid an awkward situation. I don't think telling my duvet a joke would really help it either. And my last talent is starfishing. And then I thought, like, hmm, like starfishing. So I assumed starfish position and I used both my hands and both my feet to kind of spread the duvet out into each corner of the cover and then I gave it like a real good shake, which I also do after starfishing, uh, a nice solid handshake and then I send them packing and poof, uh, my duvet was back together uh, perfectly. So um, I decided to make a Facebook status about how wild and crazy my night was so I could raise some like awareness for for single women and their duvet struggles. So my status said, um, still the hardest part about being single is getting my duvet inside its cover. That and being savagely horny all the time. So within like 10 minutes, I had about 10 new friend requests and six messages from six different men on my Facebook, many of which I haven't talked to in like years and some of which I had no idea who they were. So I just ignored them all. Um, But I thought like I never really 
thought of Facebook as like a hookup medium. And although I appreciated all the responses, um, none of them were offering to help with my uh, duvet problem, just with my horny problem, which duvet problem is actually way harder to take care of. So um, the time had finally come. It was just time to crawl into my nice crisp sheets, uh, clean of all sins and rib stains, and uh, see what was new and exciting on the, the youporn.com there. So I'm in the middle of typing uh, stepdaughter seduces stepdaddy when my Facebook messenger pops up again. Um, but this time it's a 10. Like this guy was a 10. And um, it's a guy I only met once, but uh, he possesses all my favorite qualities, which are tattoos, nice teeth and human man. So uh, I open the message and it says... Just in Windsor for the weekend, just found out my girlfriend cheated on me and then broke up with me this morning. Figured I'd make a pass at you since I saw your post. So here it goes. I am a man and I would enjoy touching your butt. So I thought to myself, like, hmm, you know what? I think my butt would in return enjoy being touched by you. Also, I really appreciated the forwardness of his message. Uh, it was quite refreshing. And I really liked the fact that he didn't want to get to know me first because, you know, that's always a sign that the sex will be fantastic when they don't care about getting to know you. Uh, but then I looked down at myself and I remember what I look like. And I also had some Benzagel on my vagina. Um, like, I know Benzagel is pimple cream but I had like really bad razor burn and benzo gel is really all I had so it was either I put that on my box or expired hummus and my friends were like nothing like the correct choice in the situation would be to put neither of these things on your vagina but I felt like I just had to put something on it like it looked like a carton of raspberries so I figured it couldn't hurt right so I'm debating whether to have him over or not. And then I looked over at my Harry Potter desk calendar that I only change when I get laid. And it was stuck on June 17th, which um, was a picture of Snape, which made me kind of sad, not only because it's been a while since I got laid, but also because Alan Rickman was such a great man. And may he rest in peace. And uh, then I looked down at my vibrator and I remembered an important quote from the Harry Potter series. Um, Professor Severus Snape said to Voldemort, You have performed extraordinary magic with this wand, my lord, in the last hours alone. And then Voldemort's like, No, I am extraordinary, but the wand, it resists me. And this quote really hit close to home at this point in time because, um, I felt like the essence of the wand kind of transcended into my own reality as it represented uh, the characteristics of my vibrator. Like, I too have performed extraordinary magic with my vibrator. But tonight, I wanted a real man. Like, my vibrator just wouldn't do the trick this time. So, I decided to accept um, Facebook Man's generous proposal. 
I didn't really know what to say. Like, I wanted to sound kind of cool. So I typed, yeah, give me a shout whenever you're done doing what you're doing. And maybe we can link up. And then after I sent it, I realized, like, nobody says link up. So I kind of panicked. And then instead of just leaving it alone, I proceeded to type, ew, sorry, who says linked up? I'm not cool. I'm so sorry. And then I felt the need to give him, like, a long description of my roommate's dog and that he gets really scared very easily around new people and to not be scared and that he probably won't bite him but he'll bark really loud because he was in a hoarding situation he's been passed from home to home and he has trust issues and then I also apologize for oversharing about the dog and that I was really nervous and I didn't know what to say so I gave him my address and he tells me he'll see me in an hour so naturally panic ensues and I immediately start regretting my decision so I run upstairs and like frantically explain to my roommate that I have a dick appointment in an hour and I need to start drinking immediately and quite heavily and I also need to change my clothes lint uh, lint roll my duvet wash the benzogel off my twat cover my third nipple with makeup put on underwear that don't look like I washed them in a garbage disposal Put on my rock salt lamp, turn off all other lights, check my toilet for forgotten turds, brush my teeth, brush my hair, brush the chip crumbs off my face, and take my socks off because I hate taking socks off during sex because there's no sexy way to do that. So I think I'm all set to go and he sends me a text or a Facebook message, uh, be there soon, be naked. And I took his request uh, into consideration, but in my mind, answering the door naked would end up resulting in him running back to his car and like screeching out the neighborhood, just like leaving tire marks in front of our house. And then me and my house will get like a reputation like in old fairy tales where it's rumored that like an old scary witch lives there. And for fun, kids will come up to my house and they'll peek in the window or like dare each other to ring the doorbell and run away. And that will just get like really annoying really fast. So instead, I told him that I was wearing a Steve Miller band shirt and that was way hotter. And also I'm a midnight toker. So after four shots of amaretto, I found myself peeking out the window awaiting his arrival and I see a car slow down and I know it's him. So uh, I positioned myself on the couch and just flip on the food network. So it appears like I was like doing something important. Um, so then he comes in and we like chat a bit and we like have a few drinks and blah, 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 blah. And then we get to the sex and then a miracle happens. So the karma gods looked into my file and saw that my blowjob track record is absolutely impeccable Uh, It's filled with gold stars and ribbons and not like thank you for participating ribbons, but like first place ones, MVP ones, most likely to succeed. And I'm pretty sure I even have like a Nobel Peace Prize or two in there. And then the Karma God saw that I have a 98% to completion rate and a perfect would return again score. And we're like, yes, like, yes, this woman deserves not only recognition, but a reward of some sort for all she's done for the community. Let's give her hmm, the best oral sex of her life. Like, this guy was just like, okay, you know when you're 
trick-or-treating and you find a house that gives out full-size chocolate bars and you just feel so lucky to have found that house and want to keep returning for more but don't want to be greedy like that's what it was like like this man had to have been a trash compactor in another life because his box eating skills were 10 out of fucking 10 guys like from the most for most of the experiences that i've had like the majority of guys think it's a fucking pie eating contest and just get all in there like blah 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 and like they just shake their heads like a dog does like when you blow on its ear and then they just like spit all over it like it's the home plate at the fucking yankee stadium which is cool sometimes i guess but like instead of treating my vagina like a sloppy joe that you have to eat super fast or it'll get like all over your hands and shirt and shit like this guy made love to my vagina like he treated it more like like a hot soup that you can't just wait to eat so you have to like sip it slowly as not burn yourself and you know what like it was absolutely fucking fantastic like i want to be treated like soup all the time like the premium campbell soup kind none of this off-brand minestrone shit or like broths or some shit like that like sick people eat like the actual sex was actually quite phenomenal as well like well worth the harry potter desk calendar flip i'm actually mildly wet just thinking about it right now like just a little bit though like i'm not like soaking through the chair or anything like if i had to relate my situation to like a cake or something it's like a fresh sponge cake like not like a lava cake but not like a two-day-old cake that's gone a bit crusty like somewhere in the middle and like this guy was just so convenient too like i didn't even have to leave my house and go look for him he was like a fucking pizza like he came right to my door in less than 45 minutes it was great so um then he asked if he could sleep over which is against my rules, but I really wanted to serve him breakfast in the morning. Um, and by breakfast, I mean my vagina. And uh, yeah, it was that good that I allowed him to sleep over. Um, except I woke up uh, way before him and I had to start getting ready for one of my best friend's wedding shower. But he was still asleep and I was quickly running out of time for a second round of the best oral of my life. But I think my friend would probably understand if I was a little late because like, I don't ever plan on getting married. So me waking up to the best oral sex of my life is kind of like me celebrating my wedding shower as well. Um, I didn't really know how to wake him up. So I texted my mom for some advice and I was like, mom, I woke up next to this like tattooed man and I can't get him to wake up. I might be a little late picking you up for this shower. Any suggestions? And she replied with Chelsea, wake his ass up and get him out and please start having some respect for yourself. So aside from her heartfelt but unrealistic advice, um, by her responding, my phone going off actually woke him up. So mom to the rescue. Yay. Uh, so I'm all like, oh, like, hi, good morning. And he's like, hey, sorry, I slipped in. Do you need to go somewhere? And what I wanted to say was, yes, actually, I'm a very busy person. So if you could please just stop talking immediately and go down on me. 
that would be great. Okay, thanks. But what I actually said was, um, yeah, I have a wedding shower. So and I started making out with him. And then I gave him like a nice beach just to like make sure I secured my turn next. Because like the new radicals say, you only get what you give. And that proved true because he went downstairs again. And I swear I saw Jesus, like an apparition of Jesus appeared in my doorway and gave me a big thumbs up like yeah and I was like right Jesus this is great so like suck suck lick lick chitty shitty bang bang and he was gone never to be seen or heard from again which is fine because in Sex in the City there's an episode where Charlotte meets a guy named Mr. Pussy because he's really good at going down on women and the girls from Sex in the City tell Charlotte that um, it's fine to fool around with them but you can't date Mr. Pussy because it would be a crime to prevent other women from this gift, which I can fully understand. So I think I'm going to call this guy Mr. Hot and Sour because that's my favorite kind of soup. So Mr. Hot and Sour, if you're listening, thank you for your heroic deed. So um, after he left, I had to quickly squeeze my fat ass into a dress for uh, the shower. So an hour later, here I am sitting at the head table of the shower. So all us ladies are up on stage um, overlooking everybody else. Um, So I'm sitting at the table, tired and a little hungover, and I'm just minding my business eating my chicken when I drop the entire chicken leg onto my lap and it rolls onto the floor where I then react with a loud, like, fuck. So I bend over to pick up my chicken, and this is when one of the straps on my dress breaks beyond repair. So I start to panic, and I lean over to the girl next to me and ask her for help. And she graciously pulls out a safety pin off her own dress and tries to fix my dress, but it was a no-go. So I think creatively, and I think quickly, and uh, I figure my only option right now is to rip the other strap and turn it into a halter by tying the broken straps around my neck. So I have my wardrobe malfunction buddy rip my other strap only to notice that the entire two tables of women over to my left had been uh, watching the whole entire time and were cracking up. And then I looked over at my mom and she's just shaking her head, covering her face with her palm. I'm not too sure, but I feel like maybe she wasn't super proud of me at all that day. But maybe she was right about the whole self-respect thing but alas this got me thinking uh why can't more guys be good at munching box like why is it that they're so aggressive like i wish i could write a manual on how to do it properly or like picture instructions or something or maybe there should be like a youtube tutorial and i'll hold up my phone down my like my belly button while guys are going down there so they can kind of look up and reference it for like tips and tricks Sort of like how a composer has his, like, music sheets on, like, a cool little stand in front of him while he's, like, swishing his wand thingy around. And then I thought about tattooing instructions, like, right on my box so guys knew what to do and where to do it. But um, I was told it's not good to get tattoos in places that are constantly moist because they fade really quick. So I gave up on that idea, too. And I also really don't feel comfortable verbally guiding a man around down there. I feel like it's probably, like, rude. And also, I should probably just be grateful for the fact that he's down there at all. Because there's many men out there who just won't do it at all. Like, 
I understand that vaginas can be quite questionable, but like treat it like a party you're on the fence about going to. Like at least go check it out. Like you don't have to stay long, but if you don't go at all, you may be missing out on a good time. And it's nice to show face because the host may be upset if you don't at least make an effort to show up. And if you are going to the party, like at least send a gift. And by send a gift, I mean like at least diddle my twat a little bit or something like whatever. But that's my rant. So uh, straight men, if you're listening, please, the next time you're going down on your girl, just envision her junk as like a nice big bowl of really hot Italian wedding soup. And trust me, she will thank you for it. So that's all from me this time. And oh, remember, I'm here to uh, make you feel better about yourself. One Chelsea Grace problem at a time. See ya. We're doing now, lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy.